This is Cruise Radio. This podcast is brought to you by TripInsurance.com. Travel insurance done right by the people who know travel insurance. Get your next quote at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is This is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. So happy to have you here. Coming up on this week's show, we'll get you caught up with cruise news from Sherry Kennedy from CruiseMaven.com. We'll also talk to comedian Tommy Davidson. He was, uh, well, if you remember back in the In Living Color days, he was one of the cast members on there, and he's now hosting Carnival's Vacation uh, vacation Creation, which is now in season two. We'll also throw in a cruise review today. Uh, before we get to all of that, re- uh, let me remind you about Cruise Radio News news it's our cruise radio facebook group slide your little mouse over to cruise radio news and come kick around the cruise conversation we love to have you all right hey sherry hi doug bahamas wants cruisers to cough up 90 million dollars what yeah it's it's kind of interesting i don't know about coughing it up but definitely opening their pocketbooks the the bahamas minister of tourism announced he has plans to find ways to increase visitor spending in the islands And this report came out of the Bahamas Tribune, and it said that uh, the minister hopes to generate around $90 million per year, which sounds pretty pretty amazing to me. The the Minister of Tourism would like cruise ship visitors to spend $20 more per person when they visit the Bahamas, and they've calculated that the average cruiser now spends about $70 per person. So with the extra 20 they figure they can reach their goal. And, you know, and they also want cruise passengers to use the cruise as, you know, as we always talk about a taster to come back for a longer visit because a land-based visitor to the Bahamas spends about $1,500 every time they go. So that's, that would really help increase their budget. But, you know, if people don't like this, if the cruise ships aren't really happy, it could get more complicated because uh, there is talk about an increase in port fees and taxes. So we just have to wait and see. Now, I'm just this is just my opinion, but I think that if they want people to cough up more money, they need to a clean the streets up. They need to add more law enforcement. They need to pull back on the aggre- uh, aggressive vendors there. Otherwise, people like myself are just going to look as look at Nassau Bahamas as much as I love it and love going around the island. I'll just look at it as another sea day and stay on the ship. Yeah, that's happening more and more. You know, every time we go there, we always see people staying on the ship. They used to, everyone used to run and go to the straw market mm-hmm. and go to the um, the gardens and everything else, and now everyone's staying on the ship. Well, now you can't you can't buy something from the straw market that's actually authentic. It's everything's like imported from China there too now. It is, especially if you want to get one of those knockoff handbags. Yeah. Everything comes from yeah, China. Exactly. All right, moving on. A Norwegian Breakaway, currently based in New York City, is moving to the Big Easy. It is, and a Norwegian Cruise Line just announced this that their Breakaway will move to New Orleans, and it will also be a new home port for the winter of 2018 and 19. So the way it'll play out is after a summer cruising the Baltic, the breakaway will return to New York and then eventually reposition to New Orleans, and it will be the largest ship to cruise out of the Big Easy uh, to date. Um, Ports of call were announced, and they're going to include Cozumel and Costa Maya in Mexico, a visit to Ocho Rios in Jamaica, a call to Grand Cayman, Roatan in Honduras, and of course they're going to include their private island, Harvest Key, in Belize. 
Um, for those who are booked on the gem, which was going to be sailing out of New Orleans, that's going to reposition to New York. Passengers will automatically be transferred to the breakaway, so you don't have to do anything if you're booked. Your reservation from New Orleans will be intact. And uh, Caribbean itineraries from New Orleans will be open for sale on October 24th of this year. So if you want to go, make your reservation early. Speaking of Norwegian Cruise Line, uh, they're increasing the prices of their drink package, which is interesting because uh, if you look at it, uh, the drink package almost costs you as much as the cruise could cost you. I know, that's pretty crazy. And here's how it all plays out on September 29th, just a couple of days ago. The drink package on Norwegian Cruises will run $89 per person per day. Now, if you add the 18%, not 15 the 18% gratuity, that brings the total to about $105 per person per day. The good news is if you've already booked your cruise and you purchased the beverage package prior to the price high, you're okay. You're not going to be impacted by the change in price. So, you know, when you start comparing it to Carnival or Royal Caribbean, they're way out of the ballpark. Yeah, Carnival's is what, forty nine ninety five a day if you buy it in advance and like fifty four ninety five a day if you buy it on the ship. So what, like half the price? That's crazy. But anyway, I guess, you know, it you got to subsidize the uh, the freebies that they give away somehow. So, hmm, are they really freebies? Yeah, exactly. And no, they're not at all, as I learned from my cruise in the <laughs> med with them a couple of months ago. Um, let's see, what uh, else do we have here? Royal Caribbean has a class action lawsuit. Uh, what are the details on this? Well, I can get into really fine, my, minute and finite details, but I'll sort of sum it up. It has been filed against Royal Caribbean. And it alleges that because they failed to cancel their August 27th sailing of the Liberty of the Sea from Galveston when the storm was was ripping everything up, uh, they allege that they put their passengers in danger. The suit was filed on behalf of a Canadian traveler named Nikki McIntosh. Um, It doesn't list a specific monetary demand in the lawsuit, but it does say that the settlement should cover lost wages, emotional suffering, and other costs associated with this experience, which must have been pretty horrifying if you actually try to get to the port to make your cruise. This season has been so crazy, I can't keep up. August 27th, was that after the storm already hit or the day it made landfall? Yeah, it was... uh, on on 27th of August, it was the date that um, the storm was already uh, whipped up and causing problems and roads were already flooded, but they expected the people to make it to the cruise port. But actually what happened is the uh, Liberty to Seas couldn't even get into port. So then they postponed the sail away till Monday. But by that time, everyone that the people that didn't have travel insurance, you know, were trying to get to the port and they got stuck. Yeah. So they had, you know, four or five days of just not being able to get in or out of Galveston. Yeah, those people got screwed. I hate to say yeah. it, but those people are getting, I hope they win uh, when you put it like that. Disney Cruise Line, uh, one of their ships hit a pier in Nassau over the weekend. Yeah, um, luckily it wasn't uh, really anything to write home about. But this past weekend, the Disney Dream uh, collided with the edge of a pier while docking in NASA. Yeah, it could have been serious, but it happened as the captain was trying to back the ship into its docking space, but uh, the back end of the ship just suffered a bit of damage, some bumps and bruises, but not enough to cancel any future cruises. The, the damage was above the waterline, so that's good news. Absolutely. Sherry Kennedy from CruiseMaven.com. Thanks for the cruise news.
You're welcome. See you soon. This is Cruise Radio. Tommy Davidson. I would be the one. Why am I yelling? Well, yeah, why are you yelling? <laughs> I don't Yeah, I don't know. What's happening, man? Right out of the gate, lots of excitement, lots of energy. Stay awake in radio. And then it's all it all levels out. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee wears off. <laughs> you know how it goes. You know how it goes. First of all, I just have to tell you that I love you, and I mean that in the creepiest way possible. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen you perform live once. It was at the Comedy Zone here in Jacksonville a few years ago, a number of years ago. Oh, okay. And you were absolutely brilliant. It was what was so astounding to me. There was what seemed to be no material whatsoever. You jacked with the audience. Of course, over the years, you have, have, you've built up an arsenal of characters and voices and anecdotes and whatnot. You know, you pulled on those a little bit. But for the most part, you're just messing with the audience the whole time. And it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I want to be in real time. So present and in the moment with the audience. It was it was awesome. Yeah, I want to be in real time, you know? I tell people this all the time. I was like, oh, my God, Tommy Davidson, freaking hysterical, live. So please come back. Man, thank you, man. Of course, we all love you from In Living Color. And I think, what was it? Were y'all celebrating 20 years? Jeez. 25. 25. Oh, yeah, 25. Can you believe that? That's crazy. I don't know how often, often you, you get this on the street. Smoky smoke. Yep, I smoke smoke. That's a special character. One of my favorites. Yeah, that's a special guy right there. You continue to uh, make the world smile. You're spreading the love all over the world in this new project, Vacation Creation. Oh, that's different. Have you seen it? I have seen a little bit of it. I, I know season one has wrapped. You're about to do season two. It's going to be on ABC. At the, ABC this year. End of September, it kicks off? Yeah, we're going big time now. Were you much of a cruiser before the show? Did you do any cruises? You know, I performed on a cruise here and there. Yeah. I can officially say I'm now a cruiser. Yeah. 50 countries in eight months. Yeah. But I love it, though. Tell us about some of these families y'all are giving this beautiful gift to. Oh, these, these families, um, everybody's been through a struggle, you know? Right. So by the end of the episode, you, you, you're grateful because you watch them transform from these tragedies put a smile on their face, you know? Yep. And um, that is different for me. That is really different. For example, our last episode, we had a little girl who was diagnosed with cancer on New Year's. Mm. She's in remission now, and we took her to Norway. And let me tell you, the smile that was on that family's face when mm. they left, yeah. after going through that, you know, it's just something really special. Tell us how you got involved with the project. Believe it or not, through stand-up. Yeah. The executive producer of the show called me and said, um, you might not remember me, but you used to do an open mic back in 1988. <laughs> and I wasn't funny. Right. And you put me on every single time. And I never forgot that, you know? Yeah. And he said, I think you're the kind of guy for this show. That's absolutely how I got it. Isn't that oh. something? Life is such a crazy, weird, strange trip. You just, and you, oh. you never know. Is there one place that stands out for you? Mykonos. Mykonos, Greece. Yeah. I had never, never been any place like that. Unbelievable. Like out of a movie, James Bond movie. Yeah. <laughs> we went sailing out in the ocean there. Yeah. No matter how far we went out, the water was like pure blue. You know, it was like a Disney movie or something. It's a crystal blue that you've never seen before. Yeah. Unbelievable. Tell us what we can expect in season two of Vacation Creation. More. More stories, more yeah. great stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it just gets better. 
but we did a lot of stuff in Europe this time. We did a lot of stuff in um, in Norway, a lot of stuff in um, London. Yeah. We're dealing with a lot of Brits. I never dealt with a lot of Brits. They got a different kind of humor. Had you ever done your stand-up in uh, in in England? Closest I came to to uh, British comedy is Eric Idle. I yeah. did a movie with him. Yeah. And he is uh wow. He is one of the funniest people I ever met. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is something else for us. Well, um check out season one. It's been running on the CW network and season two of Vacation Creation with Tommy Davidson. Uh you can check it out on ABC September thirtieth. It is so good to talk to you, Tommy. And please, please get your butt to Jacksonville. No, I'm coming back. I got a recent date there, but I can't think of it right now. Okay. If you come to the show, make sure I meet you. I will. Absolutely. Thanks so much for talking to us. Thank you, man. Cruise Radio. Maintaining our global reach. Listen live at cruiseradio.net. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour, take a beach break, or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling. Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Want more Cruise Radio? Find a library of over 400 episodes on iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. Don and his wife Heidi just returned from a four-night sailing to Havana, Cuba and Great Stirrup K on Norwegian Cruise Lines, Norwegian Sky out of Miami. Don joins us on the line. Hey, Don. Hey, Doug. How's it going? Good, man. So uh, excited to talk. You're like fresh off the boat, right? We are. Just a couple days off. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, you did this four-night Cuba sailing. Before we get to the ship, before we get to the review and all this, I'm curious. I want to start the interview with asking you about any kind of documentation you needed to go to Cuba. Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. So there is a little bit more extra work you need to do to get on one of these sailings with with any of the major cruise lines. So before you go, you need to fill out what they call a travel affidavit. And Norwegian had it right on their website, which you can download and fill out. And once you fill that out, you're basically testifying that you're doing a people-to-people interaction while in Havana. And then you do need to get an additional visa. There are a couple of companies that do the visa, but we just got our visa through Norwegian just to make it easier. And they charge 75. I don't know if it's cheaper going somewhere else, but we just figured we'll do all the documentation, all the paperwork right through the cruise line to make it simpler. I can't remember if you've sailed Norwegian Sky before. Have you? 
No, it's our first time on Norwegian Sky. Awesome. So, and this is the, the Norwegian Sky is the Norwegian ship that has the drink package included in the fare. So that's a cool thing. Don, what were your pre-cruise thoughts before you sailed Norwegian Sky? Well, we've sailed on Norwegian's larger ships. Mm -hmm. And besides one or two other kind of short cruises on smaller ships, we tend to be mega ship people. So we weren't sure what to expect on Norwegian Sky, but we mainly were were booking it because of the opportunity to go to Havana for the two night, you know, the two days with the overnight. And of all the ships that are currently going there, I'm pretty sure Sky is the largest. So that was also at least ease some of our concerns that we were going on the biggest ship right now that's actually capable of going there. Now you uh, did something a little different, or maybe it's not that different. You you flew from Boston down to Fort Lauderdale instead of Miami, right? We do. We normally fly. Southwest, so you know, no plug there, but we, that's what we just do because we're overpackers. And even though it was a four-day cruise, we each had a giant suitcase, and it still works out to be cheaper from where we live to fly to Fort Lauderdale and now take an Uber to our pre-cruise hotel or right to the port than it is for us to fly to Miami. Just curious, what does an Uber run you from Lauderdale to your hotel in Miami? We stayed on Miami Beach this time, so a little bit further out, but it's between 35 and 40. Oh, that's not bad. I mean, it pretty no. much cost you the same if you would have done like a shared ride or something. Yeah. I shuttle. mean, you can do the pool with Uber, which is even cheaper, but we mm-hmm. get our own. I forget they call it Uber X or Uber or something. But yeah, it's even cheaper if you do the pool ride. But compared to a taxi, I know we've hit 80 to $90 taxi fares in the past when going from Fort Lauderdale to Miami. So the Uber is definitely a better option for us. What hotel did you stay at this time? We stayed at Fontainebleau on Miami Beach. So we did a little kind of pre-cruise relaxation on the beach because we knew we'd be going nonstop the two days we're in Cuba. So we actually spent the weekend in Miami Beach, relaxing in the pool, had a couple of drinks, and then we're ready to go Monday morning to the ship. You get to the cruise pier at Port Miami. Uh, was the embarkation process any different since this was going to Cuba? Again, because we had our visas. So they already had our visas and paperwork because we did all through the cruise line. So I don't know if you had a visa through another organization if it was different, but we just got up there about 15 minutes through the line and they checked all our paperwork, gave us our room keys, and then we were ready to wait. We always get there early. So we had to wait about 45 minutes until we were allowed on the ship. What were your first impressions of Norwegian Sky once you boarded? She was, I could say, compact ship, very clean. The staff was very over-the-top friendly. They had some musicians there playing some Latin music and everyone waving you on. And we got on and started our usual getting your bearings straight. The ship is, is a little maze-like in certain areas, so we definitely wanted to walk around and get a lay of the land, so to speak, of the ship. But everything was clean. The people were really friendly, and we were just ready to get the cruise started. It's funny you say it's maze-like. I I haven't (laughs) sailed her in like five years, but I remember it really being maze-like in the aft by the dining room. (laughs) It's like yeah, no, it is. It is. So depending on which dining room you want to go to, or the or the theater, yeah, towards decks like five and six. Mm There's definitely some dead ends, let's just say. Yeah. So you may have to turn around occasionally, which luckily I think we only did once or twice during the whole cruise. Awesome. Uh, talk to us about what kind of stateroom you got and what you thought of it. We did an inside cabin, which just purely for costs. And we again, we usually do those anyway because you don't spend that much time in the room. Granted, compared to the mega ship inside rooms, this was a true inside room. There wasn't much elbow room, but it suited us perfectly fine. We were able to find some unique storage options to get everything away for the four days. And we were there basically to sleep. So yeah. the room was perfectly fine. Norwegian Cruise Line known for freestyle cruising. This is one of their oldest ships, though. So how was the the food situation? Like, Was there a lot of restaurants to choose from? And were they complimentary or did you have to pay for them? 
So yeah, they do the freestyle with no set dining. They have three specialty restaurants, an Italian, the steakhouse, and a French restaurant. So given it was a four-night cruise, we basically made reservations at every single restaurant. We don't truly freestyle. We book our reservations in advance just to make sure we have them, especially for Cagney's, the steakhouse, which is always jam-packed. It's the most popular restaurant there. We did have plans to eat in the main dining room one night, but that was our overnight in Cuba, which we kind of figured we were going to skip anyway. But specialty restaurants were excellent. The complimentary was mostly the buffet, but honestly, it was one of the better buffets we had experienced. They do spread out different stations in a couple restaurants. So they have this great outdoors area, which is an aft seating area, which is open with a tent, which is great. And then they have kind of your normal inside buffet. And then the Italian restaurant does kind of a mini buffet where they have waffles and omelets for breakfast, and then they have a pasta pizza station for lunch. So there were a few different options, but it was mostly buffet for a complimentary, except for the main dining room, of course, which was open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Did they open up a Oshi Hands there? They haven't. So they have, which hopefully they do next time, they have what's called the long board, and that is on, I want to say it's deck 11 aft, which has a pub menu at night which I think it's like snacks from 6 p.m. to midnight, which is a very similar menu to Oshian's, but it's not truly Oshian's. But that would be a great addition because I think that was something that was missing. We love that place on Getaway and Escape. Yeah, cool. Uh, Let's talk about the entertainment options that you experienced on this four-night sailing. Sure. So there's a nightly entertainment in the main theater. There was a mix of comedians and then production shows, which were averagely attended, I would say. We never had issues getting a seat. We thought the production shows were fine. Being a smaller ship, they couldn't have any of the elaborate production shows or Broadway-style shows you see on the much larger ships, but all the shows we went to were very entertaining. And then throughout the actual ship, they have about eight or ten venues, which had live music from piano music to bands, karaoke. So there was always something to do. Once you made your way to Havana, you were overnighting there, correct? We did, yeah. Okay. So what what was that like? Like you sail into Havana, cruise aside, like how was it personally for you like sailing into Havana? Like were were you like on the top deck watching the approach in and all that? Oh yeah, we were up early to to watch the sail in and we weren't alone, of course. There were plenty of other people. We were personally excited mm-hmm. to go. It's definitely a place I know a lot of cruisers might have mixed feelings about given the relations uh, between the United States and and Cuba, but we had heard such great things from other people, like Canadians or other Europeans had gone. And so we were up early, watched the sailing, took a ton of pictures. And then we had booked a private tour with a company called Havana Journeys, which I can't recommend enough. They were amazing. A full-day itinerary that they put together for us was – I mean, there's no better word to say than memorable. It's probably one of the best stops ever in a port we've had in 15 or 16 cruises that we've done in the last couple of years. I want to talk to you about that for a second because so sure. you had to sign up – and do the affidavit for the people to people program. So you're not restricted to just doing a ship excursion. Like you could find something on your own then, right? It is other tour companies too. And I'm sure they do an equally great job. You just let them know you're Americans and you're in the people to people. And they, they say it's customized, but I feel like it was the same type of tour or experience you'd get whoever you were. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, there were some people who kind of did things on their own. And I don't know how that worked. We definitely had something organized with the final journeys, but You could organize stuff through Norwegian Cruise Line as well. And then according to the documentation, you're supposed to just keep a log of all your activities and your people-to-people experiences up to five years. 
I don't know who's going to come asking for it, mm-hmm. but that is what you're supposed to do. So, of course, we, we write about all our stuff and do all our things. So we'll have that log. I don't know how, how many people are actually keeping it, but that's what they recommend you do. So like, like, give us a little quick little brief overview of your day. Like, Surely you had to slide in some cigars and rum in there. <laughs> we did. We stopped okay. at the Romeo and Julia factory. for. We didn't get a full tour, but we definitely stopped in to get some rum and cigars. We basically just started with a walking tour. So when you get off the ship, you're essentially in Old Havana, San Francisco Plaza. And we did a walking tour of the older part of the city, the whole UNESCO World Heritage Site area for – two and a half, three hours. And then we did a classic car tour in a 56 Ford that went to some of the newer areas. So the central area and Vedado and Maramar neighborhoods that aren't accessible by foot. And just part of that experience was going to some of the main stops, like you mentioned, the Cigar Factory or the Cologne Columbus Cemetery and the Malcone, where you kind of drive down through there. And then we went across the bay to the old forts, which has the best views of your ship and then the different parts of the city kind of ending our day. And I mean, there was a lot more in there because it was about seven, six and a half, seven hours, but that's kind of just an overcap of what this particular tour did. And there were similar things you could do through Norwegian or other cruise lines going to Cuba, I think offer very similar experiences. But quite honestly, it was much more economical and I think a, a more personal experience going with a local tour provider uh, if, you, if you want that extra kind of special experience of wondering what's like to be in Cuba, then I would suggest maybe doing a little research before you go. Because you overnight there, does that mean you can come back whenever you want? Yeah, they keep the the customs open. So one thing that we're not used to, at least in the Caribbean, is having to have your passport on you. So you, you do need your passport on you at all times. And I recommend, if you don't already, take a picture of your passport, have it on your phone or photocopy it and leave it somewhere. And heaven forbid you drop it or lose it. But that was opened all night. So we came back after our tour to the ship, just kind of cooled off because it was hot. <laughs> we had been going. I think my Fitbit said we logged something like 13, 14 miles that day. But we came back to ship for a little bit, but then went back out at night. And you could go back and forth as much as you want, but you did have to go through customs every time. And they did scan your passport every time you left the ship and came back. So you sailed away from Havana, Cuba, and you sailed uh-huh. towards their private island of Great Stirrup K. How was that? Like, what did you think of their private island? I, I think they recently have done some renovations there. They're in the process, yeah. Okay. So there are a couple things done, and I believe they're adding a few more venues over the summer through the fall. But it was our first time there, and it's all the private islands to us are very similar. And we just basically use them as a beach day. And after the two full days in Havana, we needed just to relax on the beach. It's easy to get through. There's a, there's a map there, and all of the things are laid out pretty well. There is construction going on, so you could see where some of the newer venues are adding a couple of restaurants and bars in one part. But they've also updated, I think, some of the, the walkways and other venues there. But we had a good time just lying on the beach for a few hours. The all-inclusive drink nature of the ship, it, it carries over to the island. So you need your key card to get off the ship, but you don't need to worry about scanning it. Almost all the drinks are included, and there's a couple different – there's the buffet, and then there's a small taco. Mm-hmm shop that just opened, we recommend that. We thought those were pretty good, and it's quick and easy. So it, it was it was a nice thing to kind of refresh, knowing that we're going to have to wake up early the next day and yeah. get on a plane and go back to reality. The taco place on Great Stirrup, is that complimentary? It is complimentary. Cool. So I know they're adding upcharge restaurants to Great Stirrup. They weren't open when we were there, but the two dining options 
that are there now, at least when we were there, were complementary. Awesome. Uh, so you make your way back to Port Miami. How was disembarkation for you? We always carry our bags off. And we've had a couple issues last few cruises. I, I have to say this was the easiest disembarkation, possibly because now you don't need to fill out a declaration card unless you're bringing in a certain amount of souvenirs and goods that you've bought overseas. So maybe that streamlined the process. But I'll be honest, from our room to an Uber was like 10 minutes. Yeah. I was like that um, when I got off Carnival Vista. It was it was under ten minutes from walking out of my stateroom on deck nine to hitting mm-hmm. the curb. It was crazy. I've never been through a faster debarkation line. Well, maybe in Fort Lauderdale with the app program you can use was a little bit quicker. But yeah, it was amazing how fast they are down there in Port Miami. So so props to them. Yeah. Any first time tips you have to offer someone wanting to sail Cuba or sail Norwegian Sky? Yeah, so sailing Cuba, I think I've already kind of mentioned these things, but make sure you do all your paperwork in advance. Check out the options. We think it's easier to do the visa and some of that documentation directly with Norwegian Cruise Line. But for your time ashore, don't limit yourself to just the excursions that are offered through the cruise line. There's a lot of other tour providers or or local companies that offer, I would say, better experiences for you. The other thing I would say too, some, a lot of people have asked us about currency and the exchange. So we did exchange our money. Uh, we use US dollar, the USD. Um, some people recommend exchanging it to other currencies because they do hit you with a 10% fee if you're exchanging just US currency, whereas other currencies, there's just a 3% processing fee. So when we did the math for us, it didn't really by the time we paid fees here and exchange rates for euros or the Canadian dollar, it didn't really – it would have saved us a few bucks, but we didn't do that hassle. I would say you definitely need to exchange some money if you want to buy local things, but many of the major tourist attractions will take U.S. dollars. Okay. So you pay a little bit more, but if you're worried about exchanging rates and unbanking, don't let that confuse you. It, it, it's pretty simple. I think they make it more confusing with all the signage and what they tell you than it really is. Looking back over your cruise, what was the biggest highlight for you? Well, obviously being in Havana for two days, uh, that tour that I mentioned. We highly recommend people check it out. Norwegian Sky was a great ship to do it, as I mentioned, especially with the all-inclusive and freestyle. We were already looking to go back. So <laughs> there's just so much to do. I mean, it's the largest, one of the largest cities in the Caribbean and has such a rich culture, and the people were just so amazing. The other tip, actually, I would mention, too, is bone up on your Spanish. My 15-plus-year-old high school Spanish memory did not serve us well enough. Our tour guide was great. She spoke English, but a lot of the people there don't speak any English. So maybe doing some – getting a little dictionary or an app on your phone and boning up on some basic Spanish would probably be useful. Awesome. Well, uh, in closing here, Don, your final thoughts of Norwegian Sky. It's a great cruise to Cuba, and you should definitely check it out if you're interested. All right, short and sweet. We've been talking with Don Bucolo from EatSleepCruise.com. If you want to find any of his Cuba coverage, we'll link to it in the show notes at CruiseRadio.net. Don, my friend, thanks for being on the show and sharing your Cuba experience with us. Oh, thank you so much, Doug, for having me. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. 
How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.